welcome back to the Country Intelligence Report. On the podcast, we explore big ideas, discuss the latest headlines from the worlds of international affairs and consulting. We're excited to have you join us on this incredible journey as we delve into a myriad of fascinating topics and provide impactful insights. Stay tuned as we take you around the globe. Welcome back to the Country Intel Report podcast. We are your hosts, Krista Campbell and Spencer Bentley. Today, we are taking time to reflect on the lessons learned from 2021, how we adapted to solely virtual working conditions, and how businesses have reconfigured priorities in the workplace, and the steps we can take setting ourselves up for success in an uncertain future. This will be a two-part episode. In the next episode, we're going to dive deeper into new habits we've established in the past year to take into 2022. Yeah, I'm really excited to discuss this. Just for me, the past couple of years have been fairly difficult for obvious reasons. We've all been forced into sort of this never-ending state of uncertainty, and it's been destabilizing in a lot of ways, personally and professionally. 2020 was really just a blur for me. Uh, Personally, I went from commuting into D.C. every day to pretty much spending nine out of the 12 months of 2020 at home. <laughs> um, and it was uh, definitely a transition I was not mentally prepared to make, and it took me some time to really gain my footing. So for 2021, I was really uh, focused more on gaining a better understanding of myself um, in an effort to really find some grounding with uh, my my personal and my professional life. And I finally began to feel like I was adapting to my new situation, having just started a new position with the country intelligence group uh, in the later part of the year. And it seems like now in 2022, I'm finally starting to gain back that sense of normalcy to a degree. I think I've become comfortable being uncomfortable to a certain degree. And I I think that holds true for really everyone at this point as we continue to navigate an inherently uncertain and uh, unpredictable future. I guess the big takeaway for 2021 was that I am more resilient than I realized that I was. And um, things aren't always as bad as they seem to be in our own mind, which is um, something that I'm still sort of reconciling within myself. But yeah, that that was my big lesson. How about yourself, Krista? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I always say that 2020 was like a big month. It's just one big month. It all blended right. <laughs> together. We had no, you know, no sports, or at least I felt like we had no sports. I got away from all my normal routines. Obviously, you know, most of us were at home most of the year. And it took a real toll on everything. You know, I also had a couple other things happen that grounded me, literally put me on the couch for a while. I couldn't exercise or anything. So it was just a real month or a month. See, I, I'm saying it and I'm, I don't mean it. The whole year 2020 was just a time of reflection and trying to figure out what to do next. And seeing the negative, but I feel like 2021 was time where I really came out and started seeing the positive in the whole situation. And I said, I I always say this, I was born to be working from home because it was just, I'm an introvert and I'm a homebody by nature. So being home gets me out more when I have, you know, 
socializing. So for me, it was it was a good positive. It was positive. And I'm excited about, you know, taking those lessons learned from 2021 for 2022 and really thriving this year. And, you know, to that point, we did have uh, just a few, I guess, tips or tidbits or insights, however you'd like to characterize it on, you know, ways in which we can really make the the most of our time working from home mm-hmm. since this is becoming the new normal. Um, and one of those was time management and, and really becoming cognizant of our time management skills. Um, what are your thoughts about that? Um, time management's always been critical. Uh, you know, for me, I learned in 2021, one of my lessons learned, another one is slowing down. Um, it's very important to schedule your tasks, have time blocking, so to speak. You know, as a company, we use a tool, uh, Tasks by Planner, to put everything down. And it that's really helpful for me because then if I'm looking at, I also have in the past used to-do lists. If I have a list that I can check off the boxes, I know what my day looks like. I have accomplishments. Um, it's easy to track what I have done what I, and what I need to get done. So putting personal tasks and even personal appointments on my on one calendar where I can see what my entire day looks like is very helpful for productivity for me. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I am a, a creature of habits and I really thrive off having a uh, predictable sort of structure to my day. So, you know, using those task management tools has um, has is really always been a part of my working um, life, um, but it's become much more important as I've uh, transitioned to the fully work from home environment uh, in a way that it just it really wasn't in the past. Thankfully, we are not at a loss for options there. Software like Microsoft Outlook very basic or teams or something more uh, targeted like slack or sana adjusting and adapting to this new situation that we have in our, our workforce where we are very much digital first so it's it's been great that we have those tools without them I, I don't really know how this situation could have played out but i've also found that aside from the digital options i've taken a lot more to manually writing out a lot of my tasks, I've read in the past that there is a strong correlation towards your memory and sort of manually writing out um, items that you want to accomplish. And I have found just anecdotally that it, it helps me, I guess, tune in more, focus a bit more on my task and uh, stay cognizant of my timelines when I physically write things out. So that's a new I guess, tool that I've added to the toolbox for myself. It's funny because, you know, we get so used to all of these digital apps and technology and we get so blind to notifications, which is why that's a really good point that you make about writing things out because the notifications just pop up and I dismiss them. So the, the point of it is having it, but you have so many notifications and so many things going on that it makes it hard. So that that's actually really good. I, I do still physically write to-do lists for myself and check them off or cross off, you know, what I've accomplished because I 
that's the only way I can stay organized. It's my organized chaos in my head. So if I want to accomplish something, I definitely have a little post-it note with, with all those tasks for myself. And to going back to writing things down, another one that I learned is, you know, taking actual notes because mm -hmm. that helps me stay focused, not for yeah. the fact of referring back to them, but just writing things down, getting away from some of the technology because it's too much. And for me, again, it just, it's easier to stay focused without, you know, all your things that you have going on outside of your one purpose that you're, you're in at that moment. Yeah, I, I completely agree. You know, for me, just based off of how I have sort of configured my daily routine, what I've done because I, I do suffer from the notification sort of blindness that that occurs throughout the course of an eight-hour workday, where you're getting you know dozens of notifications across notifications across multiple platforms. Is I have broken my time up into sort of focus blocks, I would call them, mm -hmm. where I devote a certain amount of time to a certain task and you know communicating with with stakeholders in that task. And when that time is over, I go to the next thing. And when that time is over, I go to the next thing. And that helps me um, really not become overwhelmed with the amount of work or, or communications that I have to uh, facilitate throughout the day. Because uh, in the past, especially when we were in an office environment, I, I think there was just a, a, a more fluid structure to overall communication, which is a, a point that we can get to next. But there, there was, a, 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 I guess, routine that I fell into where... Um, you know, tasks would get accomplished based on a sort of collective prioritization that has been agreed to by, you know, stakeholders in the office. So if I had a marketing task that I had to get to and uh, the first meeting of the day was marketing, I would just hash it out right there and we would move on to the next thing. Um, but when I started working from home, I found that because a lot of those organic interactions just weren't happening, um, I would fall behind on tasks or um, I would not really prioritize things in the most efficient way. Uh, so now at the beginning of each day, I write down a to-do list of all my tasks and I like literally every day I break down my day into segments and I work in a very, you know, as as segmented a manner as I can while still maintaining my sanity. And I found that it's working. I have to improve it along the margins uh, here and there. But for the most part, I think that ad adaptation has been working for me. So that's something that um, hopefully I can build upon this this coming year. Yeah, definitely. And I, I'll tell you personally, I've I've learned that muting my notifications mm -hmm. um, when I'm working on a certain task or if I need to focus, I'll mute, you know, the, the messenger so I don't look at it or I don't check my email because it's really easy to change tasks and then forget what you were doing originally and then you don't finish. So right. time blocking those checking emails from, you know, this period of time and responding to messages that's very helpful when you have a lot going on but even even personally i've muted a lot of notifications on my phone where i have to go in and physically check it which means i have to remember that it's there and i get distracted a lot less it's just i think for me i had so many push notifications it's just so easy to get distracted 
It really is. Yeah. Distraction has been struggle for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just maintaining focus in the most basic sense um, is something that I really have to put a lot of mental energy towards. So um, I, I definitely agree with your approach of, of muting notifications and really setting yourself up to have a certain amount of time be dedicated to working. Um, that that helps tremendously. Um, but just sort of, um, you know, moving on, um, one thing that I really wanted to touch on was, um, and we've sort of discussed this already, was sort of facilitating different types of communication and, and, and understanding different types of communications um, in a much more considered way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the work from home phenomena has really sort of fundamentally shifted how we go about just interacting with our coworkers um, on a daily basis. Um, I have to be much more mindful of outreach in general. Uh, it doesn't tend to flow as organically as it would in in, a, in an office environment, which I guess is understandable given the circumstances. <clears throat> but I found that I've been placing much more consideration, I should say, into what means of communication I'm using for any given task. I'm not sure about you, but I get very, I'll say, overwhelmed, fatigued with emails mm-hmm. um, and meetings, quite frankly. Uh, meetings can quite often veer out of scope or may just not be necessary at all, given whatever it is you're discussing. So for me, uh, you know, all of last year, I tried to really be mindful of what medium I'm using to communicate and you know, ensuring that it's the most effective and, and considerate way to connect to my, my coworkers. Oh, I definitely agree. I think even being in the office before, there were unnecessary meetings. And I think just taking a minute to evaluate, does it actually require a meeting or mm-hmm. would it be just a, a conversation, a quick conversation? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's easier because when people can't walk up to your desk and interrupt you, that helps <laughs> because you it don't does. want to be rude and you want to acknowledge people. But at the same time, you if you're in a, sitting in a cubicle, you can't close the door. Mm-hmm. So it's just easier to for me. This is just personal. You know, if I have to reach out to someone, which I do, if I absolutely have to, I'm that person that would just rather send a message real quick and see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'll, I'll and we've gotten into, I think, a trend personally as well. No longer do people just call you. They usually ask your permission to call first. Are you busy? Do you have a minute to chat? So I think in that regard, I think people have gotten a lot more considerate of other people's time. And, you know, they're less likely to pick up the phone, but sometimes it is needed. But just mindful communication and intentional, it's just very good. I think it's something that's come out of 2021. I agree. I agree completely. I'm excited to speak about the different sort of goal setting techniques or mental health prioritization techniques that we can institute in the the new year here in our next conversation. Absolutely. So all of our listeners definitely stay tuned for part two, because we're going to discuss setting yourself up for success in 2022. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Country Intelligence Report. Please be sure to like and subscribe. For more in-depth analysis, please visit us on Twitter at Country Intel, Instagram, Country Intel underscore report, or visit our website at www.countryintel.com.